Welcome to the Lingostown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. In this week's sermon, Pastor George tells us how Jesus is the bread. This sermon was originally preached on March 5th, 2023 at Lingostown Life. Well, we are going to get into today's message, and uh, we are in a series of messages on uh, Jesus' I am statements from the Gospel of John. And so far, we've, we've covered I am the vine. Anybody remember what we talked about last week? Ah, uh, thank you. Somebody remembered. <laughs> okay. I am the light. Remember you were carrying a light with you this week to reflect Jesus into the world? Well, today, uh, today we are talking about Jesus' statement about bread, and uh, just just fits perfectly into the fact that today we're going to be sharing together in uh, in communion. But uh, Jesus said these words in John chapter six, verse thirty-five. He said, "I am the bread of life. <clears throat> Whoever comes to me." will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I wonder how often you've looked like this. You find yourself staring into the refrigerator, maybe a cupboard, and you're just like, you're buried in there trying to figure out what is there to eat. Because, because something is going on in here and you know that you are craving something. Now, now let's be honest here this morning. How many of you, after you've been standing there a few moments, make the bold proclamation, there's... See, you've all done this before, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, we stand there. There's enough food in that cupboard or refrigerator to feed us for a whole week. But most of the time, we stand there because of some craving we have. And we're like, there's nothing to eat. Now, here's one more question for you. How many of you don't get anything out of the refrigerator or the cupboard, close it, still hungry, still got this craving going on, and you, you walk away, and then you come back about 10 minutes later. And I, I don't know if maybe we do it because we think that something magical has happened inside the refrigerator while we've been gone, but we open it back up and stick our head in again, looking and wondering, what is there to eat? But you know... That's not the only thing that we hunger for. I mean, if you stop and think about it, you and I hunger for a lot of things in our lives. We hunger for recognition. We hunger for acceptance. We, we hunger for relationships and intimacy. We hunger for the comfortable life. We hunger for, for physical health. Can you think of anything else? Is there something else that I'm missing here in that list? Okay. 
Maybe I covered it all. But see, here's what I want you to think about today. Just like our just like our physical hunger that we often satisfy with junk instead of something healthy that our body really needs, we oftentimes feed these other hungers in our lives with junk as well. I mean, just think about it. When it comes to relationships and intimacy, we, we find all sorts of junk to fill those needs. And there are just so many things that we try and satisfy, but nothing does. And just as we suffer, let me see if this is true for any of you, as much as we suffer for eating that late-night ice cream or that late-night bag of chips, we also suffer as a result of the junk that we consume in an effort to feed all of our human hungers. Now, I, I don't know how many of you got it at the beginning of the service when I held up my Snickers bar. Anybody notice? I didn't ask them back for my Snickers bar. I had two of them. Um, but anyway, any, anybody know what the commercial says about a Snickers bar? What does it do? It... it yeah, it satisfies you. I'm looking at you. Yeah, it satisfies you. You're, you're nodding your head, yeah. Snickers satisfies. How long will this Snickers satisfy you? I mean, it, it, you'll get the chocolate, you'll get the, the nuts and the nougat and all of that kind of good stuff. Anybody getting hungry yet? Yeah, all right. I mean... Commercials do a great job of telling us what we're hungry for and then also telling us what it is that will satisfy our hunger. But let me tell you, the insatiable hungers that you and I have, they didn't just arrive, they didn't just arrive in the day of television or social media. I mean, don't you hate it when you have to start scrolling through social media and all you see are ads for things? Those insatiable hungers have been around since the days of Adam and Eve when they decided to take a bite of the apple. In the year 400, Augustine wrote this. He wrote, a, he wrote a book called Confessions, but he wrote this one line that is probably the most oft-quoted phrase of Augustine, and maybe you didn't even know who wrote it, but this is what it says. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Would you just repeat that last phrase starting with our hearts? Re just repeat that with me a few times. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Try it again. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Now, now this time, try it, try it with, a different, with a different word at the beginning. My heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. Try that with me. My heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. Augustine knew what he was talking about. 
Because ultimately our hungers, our restlessness can only be fulfilled when we satisfy ourselves with our relationship with Jesus. We, we may try to, to fill the restlessness or the hunger with lots of things, but ultimately only one thing will truly satisfy the need we are all trying to fill, and that's Jesus. So this story that, that we read today from John chapter 6, Jesus, and Jesus' fame has grown. Jesus is, he is, he is just so popular because of how he's teaching, what he's teaching, the healing that is coming along with him. And, and because of all this, there is a crowd that is gathered around Jesus. There are over 5,000 people at this particular event. And as it was getting late, Jesus asked his disciples, I want you to provide bread for all these people. <laughs> and they're like, you're crazy. We don't have it. I mean, they looked around and they're like, this is more people than we could ever feed. And there weren't any food trucks back then that could drive, you know, to the events so that everybody could be fed. And so the disciples are telling Jesus, just send them away and let them figure it out on their own. And Jesus looks at them and he says, no, he said, you are going to feed them. And in the process, what happens is that Andrew, Peter's brother, he, he comes to Jesus with five loaves. Now, I don't want you to think loaf of bread, okay? I don't want you to think king-size loaf of bread. I, I want you to think like a tea roll, you know, like a little dinner roll that you get. It's probably that, and we're not talking tuna, okay? We're, we're, we're talking sardines, okay? So... So Andrew comes, he says, well, I got this little boy's lunch, five loaves, two fish. Jesus, what can you do with that? And if you know the story, you know exactly what Jesus did with that. Jesus multiplied those five loaves and two fish, and he fed 5,000 hungry men, their wives and their children included. Now, here's the thing about this story that is so interesting, that once these people had had their stomachs filled, they made up their minds that Jesus needed to be their king. Now, I am sure that none of you have ever followed anyone just because they promised you a chicken in every pot. And only if you're a history buff will you know where that phrase comes from. Anybody? Yeah. No, it actually didn't come from FDR. It was just something that somebody made up about FDR, though. All right? It's an it's a old historical thing that went into politics that somebody was promising a chicken in everybody's pot. We don't just follow people because they promise us something or because we feel like they've, they've satisfied a particular need. We, we're not like that, are we? So Jesus is recognizing the, that this hunger is turning into action on the part of these people, and they want to make him king because, hey, if you can get a guy who's going to feed you every day, that's the guy we're going to follow. And so they want to make him king, so Jesus is like, no, nope, i got to get out of here. 
So he tells the disciples, we're going to go, and the disciples get in a boat, and they go to another shore on the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus, if you read the story here in John chapter 6, Jesus comes walking along on the water later on, and they find themselves on the other bank. But when the sun comes up the next day, these people who were hungry and had had their stomachs filled with the bread that Jesus provided, they're like, where is this guy? We need more food. And so they figure out that they can go get on a boat and they can take the boat and they can catch up to where Jesus and the disciples are. And when they get there, when they get there, Jesus had some words for them. And this is in John chapter 6, verses 26 and 27. And Jesus answered them, and he said, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. See, Jesus knew that the only reason these people had taken the effort to chase him across the water was because their stomachs were full. And I think we're often like that. We find something that satisfies an itch. We find something that we we want more of, and we probably don't ask a lot of questions. We just want more. And so long as we get what we think we need, we're content. And I think what Jesus is trying to show those people, what Jesus is trying to show us, is that what they want is so much more, they just want a good meal. They just want a good meal. And what they really want, Jesus recognized, is that they want the food that lasts. They want the food that feeds what Augustine described as restlessness. The crowd just wanted a full stomach, but Jesus wanted them to have a full life. They just wanted a full stomach, but Jesus wanted them to have a full life, and that's the same for you and for me. Jesus doesn't just want to fill your stomach. Jesus wants to fill your life. So all that brings us back to our own hungers, because honestly, we are forever searching for someone or something or some experience that's going to satisfy this restless hunger and try as we may to find it in everything under the sun. The truth is you're still going to be hungry even if you find what you think you're looking for. Solomon, who was supposedly the wisest man in the world, wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and in that book of Ecclesiastes, he outlines for us how he made a search for satisfaction in all things in the world. I mean, if you take the time to go back and read through Ecclesiastes, you'll, you'll see that, that Solomon tried to satisfy himself with, with money, with relationships, with experiences. And, and what does he say over and over and over again? Solomon says, it's all meaningless. 
said, I, I've, he says, I've searched it all out. I've looked everywhere for anything that would satisfy this hunger inside of me, but it's all meaningless. And so when he gets to the end of Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, he says this, Now all has been heard. I've told you everything that I've done, and here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. I think had, had Solomon been alive when Jesus was here, he, he would have concluded that by telling us that what we are called to do is to turn our lives over to Jesus. Because you see, nothing, nothing is ever really going to satisfy your life until you meet Jesus. I want you to listen one more time to what Jesus says in this passage from, from John 6.35. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus is making a promise to us here that we can find the kind of satisfaction that will mean we are no longer restless, that we have been satisfied. And what I find so fascinating after this whole encounter is that when Jesus says, listen, I'm not going to give you any more bread. He said, I want you to have me. The people up and left. They're like, eh. We want, we want to feed our stomachs. We want to satisfy this hunger. And Jesus says, listen, I don't care how much bread you eat, you're never going to be satisfied until you satisfy yourself with me. And so Jesus, Jesus has people just walking away in droves. And I wonder how much that is us. That Jesus, that Jesus says to us, hey, listen, you need to consume me if you want to find satisfaction. If you want your restlessness to end, you need to find your rest in me. To, to borrow from, from the words that Jesus spoke about in John chapter 15, where he said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Jesus said, if you abide in me, I will give you life. You see, the problem today is that we like to snack on Jesus. You know, a little Jesus here, a little bite of Jesus there, but, but then we still add on the junk food. You know, we, we take a bite of Jesus on Sunday morning and then forget about him the rest of the week. I don't know how you can live a whole week without food. Don't just take a bite of Jesus today. 
reminds me of something that our, our worship professor taught us in seminary. He said, when you give people a piece of bread, give them a hunk of bread so that they have to chew on it for a while. You know, those, those little tiny wafers, you know, they're great. <laughs> if you're in a hurry and, you know, you just want a little snack, you know. But if you have to take a hunk of bread and chew on it for a while, you begin to, you really begin to have to think about it. And, and that's what I want you to do today. When we, when we take communion, I want you to, to take that piece of bread and when we dip it in the cup and you take it and put it in your mouth, I want you to think about what am I consuming in my life? I don't just want a snack. And I don't want something that's just going to feed my stomach for, for a little while. I want something that is going to satisfy my restlessness for the rest of my life. And that's my prayer for you today. Did you realize that the only thing that's going to satisfy your hunger is not a Snickers bar? Jesus. Thank you for joining us on the Lingostown Life Podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth and love God and love others.